AMA50KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. It's time now for our Moment of Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary. Good to talk to you this afternoon. Hey, it looks like we're following a, a little worship theme here from week to week. Right. And last week we talked about the processional hymns. Yeah, processional hymns for those people who don't recognize that uh, that. Uh, terminology. It's the hymn you sing at the opening of a church service. These hymns invite the worshipers to be aware of the presence of God among them and to sing God's praises. Well, this week we're talking about a closing hymn. Such hymns are written to remind us of what we've just done in our worship and to take what we have learned home with us and to use it during the coming days. One of the closing hymns that I know the best was written by a pastor whom I met when I was working at the radio station when I was working with you right. at the station. Uh, the, the pastor's name is Jaroslav Vida. Uh, and he is once the pastor of a Slovak church in South St. Louis named St. Lucas Lutheran. Uh, in fact, you could go for lunch at the annual Slovak festival in the fall and uh, see a picture of uh, the pastor we know as Jerry, and we call him Jerry, and his wife Louise on the poster board as you enter the fellowship hall. Well, pastor Vida also worked for Concordia Publishing House, and he left behind some notes to tell us how this hymn, Go My Children With My Blessing, was written. And these are Pastor Jerry's notes. Concordia Publishing House was looking for a text that would make a charming, popular Welsh tune available for daytime use broadening its usage beyond its traditional association with an evening hymn, God Who Made the Earth and Heaven. Go My Children with My Blessing recaps the service and places the words of the final benediction to the mouth of God, which is kind of interesting, too. You know, many who have worshipped for years, following the order that we call the liturgy, are probably unaware uh, that when we follow the service order, we're also retelling the story of God's creation, at the beginning, all the way to the promise of Jesus' return on the last day uh, for God's recreation. And we relive that story, and that's what the liturgy is all about. So let me just go through four verses in this hymn just to show you a couple of stopping off places in the service that we may not be aware of, but maybe we should be a little bit more aware of it. Okay. First of all, the first verse of the hymn reminds us that the service begins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is also the words that are spoken to us when we make the sign of the cross upon our forehead and upon our heart when we are baptized. So let me sing the first verse for you. Go, my children, with my blessing, never alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing, you are my own. And so you have the invocation at the beginning of the service put into a hymn. The second verse takes us to the confession of our sins and the word of forgiveness spoken to us by the pastor soon after that service begins. It takes us back to the story of the original parents, Adam and Eve, and their falling into sin at the Garden of Eden. And then the New Testament reminds us that God's solution to the problem was that we all have sinned and inherited the sin from our our original parents and the parents that have followed. 
But God's answer was, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. And that's what baptism is supposed to mean for us, how we are adopted as God's children, and that never goes away. So here's the second verse, Gary. Go, my children, sins forgiven, at peace and pure. Here you learned how much I love you, what I can cure. Here you heard my dear son's story, here you touched him, saw his glory. Go, my children, sins forgiven, at peace and pure. And then, of course, the service goes on with a number of things, but all of them kind of lead up to uh, what happens to us when we have a sermon, for sure. But after that, we do various parts in the service. For instance, you remember when we celebrate Holy Communion, we sing, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You remember what that's from? When he's riding in on Palm Sunday. Right, when he's riding into Jerusalem. It's from Palm Sunday. And as we go through this service order that leads to Holy Communion, we're reliving the events of Holy Week. And so the third verse describes for us what happens to us the night in which he was betrayed. The third verse talks to us about God's healing presence in Holy Communion, or Jesus is sacrificed on the cross as the Passover lamb. He had become the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So the third verse goes like this. Go, my children, fed and nourished closer to me. Grow in love and love by serving joyful and free. Here my spirit's power filled you. Here his tempter comfort stilled you. Go, my children, fed and nourished, joyful and free. Finally, the service concludes with what we know as the benediction. The words are from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, but they are spoken by the pastor with his hand extended out to the worshipers as they prepare to be blessed. This is exactly the same picture we have of Jesus blessing his disciples as he ascended into heaven with the promise that he would return in glory on the last day. And listen to this. As I said earlier, uh, what's interesting about this verse is that this blessing comes in the words of God. Listen. I, the Lord, will bless and keep you and give you peace. I, the Lord, will smile upon you and give you peace. I, the Lord, will be your father, savior, comforter, and brother. Go, my children, I will keep you and give you peace. The subtle difference here is that the Lord himself gives us his benediction while the pastor mouths the words. We can count on this promise because we have heard God say it to us himself. And that's just a little summary of what goes on in the worship service, but it basically takes you all the way from the story of Adam and Eve and the fall into sin into the promise of Jesus returning it again in glory. That's what the liturgy tells us about and has us relive the story every time we worship. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? Sure, let me do that. Lord, we thank you for the honor and privilege of worship. Help us to take what we hear and use it in our lives 
This certainly can mean the message of the sermon, but it may also mean what you teach us in the familiar words of our service order. For we pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior, who made all of this possible for us. Amen. Amen. So what are we talking about next week? Well, next week, uh, in our gospel reading, Jesus reminds us, he who humbles himself will be exalted, and he who exalts himself will be humbled. But how we humble ourselves can be pretty tricky. So we're going to take a look at an old German hymn titled, Let Us Ever Walk With Jesus, to kind of help us out in understanding what it's like to live a humbled life in service of Christ. Great. Look forward to that. Thanks for being on the program today. You're welcome, Gary, and uh, thank you for inviting me to come and uh, to be back on the air again after interviewing Pastor Vida and all kinds of other people for years and years and years. It's great to be back. Yeah, you're welcome. KFUO Radio at KFUO.org.